All right, last last chat question. Um, we all don't like chores, um, but if you were to pick a favorite chore, what would that chore be? If you have one, cleaning the toilet. Okay, <laughs> cleaning the bathroom. All right. Laundry, okay, nice. I think for me, it's vacuuming. I don't know, just like the the noise that the vacuum goes over the carpet when it like sucks up all the dust, it just kind of hits a little different. I don't know. Dishwashing, yes, very easy. You just throw the dishes in there and just throw in that soap and you're good to go. Let's see. Taking out the trash is pretty fast. Yeah, honestly, you can get pretty creative with throwing away trash. You can do behind the backs, uh, no lookers. Um, oh, Matt, that's a good one. Yes, getting the lint from the dryer. That's so satisfying. <laughs> um, all right. I think, yeah. Um, thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in to the workshop. Um I'm going to go ahead. I actually have some workshop, just kind of an outline for you guys to keep. I'm going to go ahead and send that in the chat so it's available uh, to all of you. Um, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and get started. Um, oh, so we got a couple people getting admitted in. Um, so, yes, you guys all have been given the uh, a spring break pamphlet and also a notebook. So, um, you know, you guys can take notes during the workshop. Um, yeah, that's really encouraged. And at the end of this workshop, we're actually going to be going over, um, we're, uh, yeah, we'll actually be having a Q&A time. So if at any point you have a question, please save it, uh, write it down until we have that uh, Q&A time. And then you can ask your question. Um, yeah, you can ask your question then. So I look just forward to the next couple of days. And it's going to be, you know, truly a, a huge honor to be sharing with you some insight on renovating the undisciplined life. My parents uh, had some home renovations done like 15 years ago. And, um, you know, this was obviously at their house. Uh, there was new flooring, new paint, um, you know, new cabinets, new granite counters, and new appliances. The process took over the span of like over two and a half months, which felt like forever. When when people go through renovating their kitchen or their home, they, you know, they realize that there needs to be some change. We all have areas in which we want to grow in discipline. We have discipline, but not every decision we make is right or as or is as structured as we want it to be. Like remodeling a home with the undisciplined life, there needs to be change and there needs to be renovation. The undisciplined will take shortcuts and just be inconsistent with completing a task. A disciplined individual will take, you know, whatever it necessary to steps to accomplish a goal, no matter how inconvenient a situation may be. 
I would consider myself a disciplined person. I work out like five days a week. I eat the same meals and I wash the dishes immediately. Uh, but there are still some areas which I need to grow in uh, to, to, to be disciplined in as well. There's this guy named Jocko Willink. He's a retired Navy SEAL, an author, a podcaster, and a motivational speaker. His morning routine is structured and consistent. He wakes up at 4.30 in the morning to start off his day with a workout. And he takes pictures of his watch at 4.30 and he posts it on his Instagram. Now, I'm not sure how he gets through the rest of the day, probably with the nap and a ton of caffeine. Seems pretty extreme and crazy to be waking up at 4.30, but there's no denying this man's dedication and drive for productivity. We all want our lives to count for God, and having some structure will help catalyze growth in our walk with him. Building discipline is like remodeling a home. It's going to take some time and requires some adjustment. Once the home is remodeled, the newness has just this fresh feel to it um, that's just super appealing. When one has good discipline, they will experience the benefits of staying on track and they manage distractions appropriately. Discipline will increase your productivity, and you will become more organized. Think of an area you want to grow in to be more productive in. What can you be more organized in? Discipline is a prerequisite to success. Professional athletes, CEOs, wealthy entrepreneurs, and thriving businesses all started from somewhere. And I guarantee that self-discipline was an attribute that helped them in their success story. So how can we genuinely live a life that's disciplined, that honors God? We'll unravel the source behind the undisciplined life, and I'll share some insight in how to take steps toward a disciplined life. All of human behavior is purposeful. Our behavior has a goal in mind, and that is to accomplish something. Whether good or bad, lazy or productive, our behavior is purposeful. We should desire to be disciplined in our lives and take steps toward honoring God. First, we have to look at the heart. Our heart is filled with good and bad desires, which are filtered by our perspectives and values. This is an inward reflection of our outward behavior. Our heart is the airplane cockpit of our lives. The cockpit in the airplane is the control center for directing a plane, coordinating takeoff, and finishing with a safe landing. You know, we must not only guard our heart from worldly desires, but we must be intentional with every decision that we make. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. It's challenging to trust our hearts because in the Bible, our hearts are deceptive. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And in Genesis 6, verses 5 
the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth. And that every, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. And Jesus says in Luke 6, verses 45, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Everyone brings to surface the good or bad that is stored up in their heart. And our words specifically reflect the good and bad desires of our in, that are in our hearts. So if you've committed your life to Christ, you can rest in the reality that the Spirit gives helps give us self-discipline. On our own strength, there is only so much you can do. Uh, you need God's help. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Self-discipline boils down to our decisions and the choices we make on a daily basis. An area that I really want to be disciplined in is waking up on the first alarm. I have two alarms set on my phone in the morning. One is the 6 a.m. and the other is the 6.15 a.m. I have not been consistent with this habit. Sometimes I'll snooze the first alarm or snooze the second. Or sometimes I just turn off the second and sleep in a little. The results of choosing to sleep in or to not get out of bed makes me feel rushed, frustrated, and unproductive for the rest of the day. The late start sets me back to the other things that I have on my agenda. The decisions and the choices you make, uh, the decisions and the choices you have impacts you whether you know it or not. They have a purpose, and there will be eternal consequences. Um, you know, you can look to Galatians 6, verses 7 through 8 for that. Um, you know, therefore, it is all the more important to be aware of the choices we make and be disciplined to, to make wise ones so that we can honor God. You know, there's a good chance that uh, you're experiencing an undisciplined life. Uh, now that we know that the source is from our hearts, um, now that we know that the source, you know, of an undisciplined life is from our hearts, uh, we should, you know, reshape our internal perspectives and values, and then we will reap meaningful choices that just truly honor God. I'll, pro- I'll be providing scripture, uh, common pitfalls, and suggest some next steps for you to take action on. And the first is to be self-controlled when you're tempted. Be self-controlled when tempted. We're living in a spiritual battle currently. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the the, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. That's 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. Satan He's going to do whatever it takes to distort the truth and to deceive you into walking away from God. In battling against temptation, we must recall what the fruits of the Spirit are. Galatians 5 verses 22 to 25 says, 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. A fruit of the Spirit that I want to highlight here is self-control. Self-control is saying no when you want when you start to lust. It's saying no when anger starts to build up. It's saying no when there is an urge to lie or withhold the truth from someone. When living out the fruits of the Spirit, you're, walk, you're a walking example of what a godly individual looks like. Isn't it challenging to rein in your thoughts? Can you honestly say that you're doing well in controlling your thought life? In Colossians, the Apostle Paul says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That's Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3. As a follower of Christ, one's life is dead to self, and now the new identity is in Jesus. A discipline throughout the day we should be practicing is setting our hearts and our minds on things that are above, things that are set on Christ. This means we need to fight the urge to get carried away with our thought lives. Temptation and sin just seem so promising in the moment, but it leads to death and destruction. The longer we flirt with temptation, the more susceptible we are into falling into sin. Here's a passage in Proverbs that explains the urgency to avoid temptation. It's Proverbs 4, verses 14 through 15. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way. So take a second uh, to write down in your notes um, the answer to this question. What temptation do I face daily that I need to be more disciplined to avoid? So write that down in your own, in, in your own notes. Um, maybe as I was talking, something just popped up. So here are some common pitfalls uh, that we tend to fall short in in submitting to temptation. The first is going back to your old self. Going back to your old self, that's a common pitfall. Um, And, you know, that's a common pitfall, just going back to our old ways of living because of our lack of self-control. We know it is wrong, but we do it anyway. There have been several times where I've been easily swayed by the desires of my heart. And after committing such a sin, it was, uh, it just left me empty and disappointed because I just continued to mess up. In Colossians uh, 3, Verses 5 through 10, Paul says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, 
which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. When tempted, we should recognize that we're under attack and aggressively fight to combat and put to death those evil desires before committing sin. Another pitfall we can find ourselves in is putting yourself in spiritual timeout. So putting yourself in spiritual timeout. Um, I really struggled with this plenty of times after committing a sin. Uh, I get lazy. I put, I put off confessing my sin before God. And in the past, I've just, you know, fallen into the same sin later that day. Uh, this is a tactic that the enemy will use to break you down and to feed you with doubt that results in a procrastinated fellowship with God. It's common to shut down, isolate yourself, and cover up. Instead of putting yourself in time out, we need to put our time in with God. We must seek unity and confess our brokenness before God and before others. In Psalm 51, David cries out to God after committing adultery and uh, and killing someone. He says uh, in, in Psalm 51, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. You know, later sometime, uh, I encourage you to meditate on this whole chapter, Psalm 51. I know that this passage will be an encouragement to draw closer to God, not further away from him. Here are some quick pro tips uh, to take with you in growing to be disciplined. Uh, the next time you are tempted, I've got three. Uh, the first one is quote scripture. Maybe it's a scripture that you're specifically on, on a specific area that you get tempted in. Getting your mind on God's word is a great outlet to, to take your mind off of the temptation that is like right in front of you. The second is to text an accountability partner when you feel tempted. Find your battle buddy and ask them to be praying for you in fighting against temptation. And the last is to pray to God asking him for strength and that you would not rely on your own. The second area of growth is to be disciplined spiritually. Because we love him, we should want to spend time with God. This is the perspective we should have when going before God. It shouldn't be to earn favor in his eyes or to fan the flame of our spiritual ego. A follower of Christ should have a regular habit in reading the Bible, memorizing and meditating on scripture, and praying to God, because this is a relationship with God, not a religious experience. We should strive for discipline in our relationship with God through Bible, through the Bible, because God's word is everlasting. Matthew 24, 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And also God's word is perfect. Proverbs 30, verse 5 says, every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Because God's word lasts forever, and it's because it's inerrant, uh, it should be a discipline to read and meditate on it day and night, like Joshua 1.8 and Psalm 119.97 say. 
the obedience just doesn't stop there after after making this a discipline we must apply god's word to our lives as well james 1 verses 22 to 24 says do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves do what it says anyone who listens to the word but does not do it and, and does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like in addition to reading god's word uh, praying to God can be a discipline that easily slips through the cracks. A great way to grow, again, in your discipline is to devote yourself to prayer. You know, we should make this a practice uh, to pray to God daily and all throughout the day. In First Thessalonians, Paul says for the church to rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. And we'll also look at Christ's example uh, in Luke 5, 16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. In the busyness of his ministry and time healing people, Jesus would recharge by slipping away to pray to God. The Son of God made it a discipline and a priority to pray to God. We should follow his example. It's common when we feel exhausted to find comfort or rest. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But the next time that you feel tired or exhausted, uh, go to God in prayer uh, to recharge. In Colossians 4, Paul encourages the church to devote themselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it as uh, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. It's Colossians four verses two through four. So, what does you know devoting yourselves to prayer look like? It means regularly praying throughout the day, praying for all sorts of things. Paul mentioned specifically in Colossians four to pray, be praying for open doors for the gospel, and that it would be communicated clearly. So I've got some two common pitfalls uh, in this area of being disciplined spiritually. Uh, the first one is delaying your time alone with God. We may, we may not consciously delay our time with God, but we may see other things in our life that have more, more of an urgency. Um, I, love, I love the discipline George Mueller had in, with his mornings. The, he said, the first Great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day is to have my soul happy in the Lord. Another, the second common pitfall you may find yourself in is, is having distracted time with God. When we're unfocused or rushed, our time with God can become robotic, half-hearted, and feel like a meaningless task. The distractions could be things that you're anticipating later on in the day. They can be environmental distractions around you um, or a circumstance that had just, that's been weighing on your heart. When coming before God, we should take time to sit in the reality that we're reading God's very words. Uh, it, and we're, we're talking, we're, and we're also just talking and praying to the Holy of Holies, the mighty God, everlasting father, you know, Prince of peace, the creator of everything. We should just uh, sit in that reality. 
you know, what works for me in, in my time alone with God, um, I have, I have my time alone with God in the morning. It's the first thing I do. The early morning is generally when I don't have any, when I'm not checking my emails and when no one else is up to, to text me, to bother me. <laughs> um, so it's just perfect uh, time to just focus um, on God without any distractions. I've got two pro tips. Um, the first is make to make smart some smart applications. The more specific you are, the more likely you're actually to have time alone with God. A specific example would be, I'm going to read a chapter through John every day this week at 7 a.m. I will journal a verse or two that stood out to me, jot down my observations, write an application, and thank God for laying um, that specific uh, passage on my heart. Another pro tip is to put away your phone or put your phone on airplane mode and isolate yourself from others when you're having uh, a tough time staying focused. I love the example Jesus had in withdrawing to lonely places to pray. In applying this, I would often, I just go to my car and just have my prayer journal and just spend uninterrupted and unrushed time with God. The last area I will cover in being disciplined, the last area that I want to cover is just being disciplined with your time. Are you honoring God with your time? Would you say that your free time is well spent? Are you using your time to work for the kingdom? In life, money is pretty is a pretty important thing to have. We need money for living expenses, for giving, for uh, you know to support others like your family. But what is more important, time or money? Time, unlike money, is something that you cannot get back. We can spend our money, but we can always get the money back in the future. There is no return policy on what we do with our time. Jesus was very strategic with his time on earth. Throughout his three years of ministry, he was focused and disciplined to stay on track with what God wanted him to do. He was strategic with the investment with the men he discipled. The seriousness of the, of the mission and the use of Jesus's time is an example of discipline that we should look up to. A verse that in, emphasizes the importance of staying focused with your time is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. We should be making wise decisions with our time, or else we're just wasting valuable time that could be used for good. A common pitfall that I'm noticing people falling into this pandemic season is laziness. Laziness can come in the form of being a couch potato, a nap potato, or a comfort potato. Don't be a potato. You know, when it comes to work, we should be productive with our responsibilities. Uh, Lamentations 3.27 says, It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. And Proverbs 21.5 says, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. 
it's tempting to take the shortcut to save time or to uh or to to slip by to get you know to get by but in the long run it's it's not sustainable be diligent with your time so there is a season in third grade where my teacher would assign homework packets to be turned in the next day as a shortcut I would just throw pieces of the assignment away in the trash can and make the excuse of not doing the homework because, oh, I didn't have all of the assignments, so I didn't do the homework. This shortcut worked for for a time, but eventually my strategy ended in me getting disciplined. Proverbs 12, 27 says, the lazy do not roast any game, but the diligent feed on the riches of the hunt. And lastly, Proverbs 10, 4 says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. Now, there's profit and gain from hard work, you know, whether that's in a physical form, such as a payment, or it's just personal fulfillment. Um, you know, there is there is great gain and profit from hard work. Another common pitfall I see college students, I see specifically with college students, um, is putting off assignments, putting off studying, putting off the projects toward the last minute. Um, you would think by now that we would that we'd learned from from our consequences from the of of procrastination, but you know it just keeps going. It seems like um, you know we keep putting putting off assignments. Um, you know, last minute work brings about stress, frustration, and, and anxiety. Ain't nobody got time for that, and you don't need that negativity in your life. A simpler way to approach those big deadlines that uh, is to start chipping away at it in advance and to be strategic with a goal to finish early. When you finish early, you'll have time to make appropriate adjustments and tweaks. Uh, This passage in Ecclesiastes 10 best describes this principle of working smarter not harder. If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. That's uh, Ecclesiastes 10.10. It's going to require a lot of strength to chop wood with a dull axe, but with a sharpened axe, there will be, you know, not as much force required to wield that axe to split the wood. I've got uh, two pro tips here in growing in discipline. Um, the first is start, have have a calendar. <laughs> start by scheduling out your week in your Google calendar and include school, work, meetings, your like lunch, dinner, breakfast, like include those meal times, uh, gym times, quiet times, and even your free time. Uh, I've found that when something is in my schedule, I'm more inclined to do it. And uh, when your to-do list is also synced with your calendar, you will be more structured and less forgetful. Make sure to check your schedule the night before and the morning of so that you have an accurate reading of the day. And the lastly, uh, my pro tip is to get used to making sacrifices with your sacrifices in areas of your life. Um, this would be, this would mean being flexible with your free time and just powering through the lie that we need to live a comfortable and, and nice life. The the undisciplined life needs some massive renovation. Discipline requires making choices and decisions which stem from the desires of our hearts. 
before taking steps toward discipline, we should guard our hearts and sort through the perspectives and the values before making changes. We need to make an essential heart change before making behavioral behavioral modifications. We are given this valuable stewardship over how we live our lives. We will face temptation. Our spiritual walk should be an invested relationship with God, and how we spend our time will reflect our priorities. Uh, I hope after tonight that you'll you know take some you know next steps to honor God with the decisions that you make. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then uh, I have got some suggested resources, and then we'll get into our Q and A time. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for this time, Lord. I, I thank you for your Son. Um, and the examples that you have set in in the Bible, I pray that we would just uh, that you just search our hearts, Lord. That we would just make choices and decisions um, that are just aligned with with what you want for us to do, Lord. I pray that uh, we would be learn to be disciplined um, in in fighting against temptation, in walking spiritually with with you in our relationship with you, and also to honor you with our time, God. I pray that. Um, we just really be disciplined in all these areas um, to ultimately glorify and honor you. Uh, I pray that everyone here, and, and including myself, Lord, that we just really grow uh, to become the men and women that you want us to be and that we'd um, steward our lives well for you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, so uh, if you looked at that um, workshop document, I've got six resources, six resources um, that uh, should be, you know, be helpful for you. I've got three of them are free 99. They're no cost. They're a couple of time management articles and three. And I also have three um, books on there that uh, I'd encourage you to read. Uh, you can listen to them. Um, those are, those are on decision-making and um, and on time management. So yes, with that said, we're going to go ahead and jump into our Q and a time. Um, so if you have a question, uh, go ahead and, um, you know, you can, uh, go ahead and speak up or unmute yourself and then go ahead and ask him, or you can DM me, uh, in the chat. Yeah, I have a question. Go for it, Daniel. I think that was Daniel, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't have the on. Um, so like what app would you use or like recommend for like time management? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I use Google, I use uh, Google calendar um, specifically uh, just for just inputting like everything in my schedule um, that has helped me. And honestly, if someone asks me like, Hey, like, what did you do for the day? Like I just look at my calendar, like my calendar, be like, oh yeah, I do this, this, and this. So it's just been like really ingrained in my, uh, in my life to um, just rely on rely on the calendar. Um, and for, uh, like I said, with a to do list, I have like the notes open. I have, I believe, three sections um, for my to do list. One is work, uh, one's ministry, and um, let's see. One of them is just miscellaneous like chores uh, that I have to do. Um, so those are simple things. And then you can always use your um, use your uh, timer, your alarm clock um, f- for any reminders that you need to 
um, that you need to set. Sometimes if I, if I have a meeting at like four o'clock, I'll set a timer at 345. That way I have some time to leave wherever I'm at um, early enough so that I can get to the meeting that I have on time. Um, so yes, Hope that, hopefully that helps. Yeah, that helps. Thank you. So where did you send the sources that we could find? Oh yeah, um, I can, I'll resend uh, sources. Oh yes, the helpful resources. Um, I will go ahead and send that again. I realized that. So they're at the bottom of this, um, of this. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yes, uh-huh. There you go. Okay. Um, I don't know who answered this question out of Mariana Charity or Ray, um, but this is a really good question. How do you balance life and adequate sleep? Yes, that is a very challenging one as college students. Um, you know, we're all getting, we're all staying up till like three o'clock in the morning, waking up um, pretty early. Uh, that's that's yeah that's a good question I um sometimes like honestly it's sometimes you got to take a nap a midday nap uh don't take like three hour naps in the middle of the day that's just I think a little unproductive um so uh, maybe like limit it to like a 25 minute nap um that would that would be helpful um balancing life adequate sleep uh, limiting the amount of screen time that you have, like before you go to bed, um, that just like the Blu-rays, I don't know the science behind it, but, um, that can be like very distracting and um, disruptive with your sleep. Um, so something, uh, that could be helpful, um, is in actually helping you go to sleep, um, is, uh, what is it called? Mel melatonin. Um, that helps me like just go to sleep and then, uh, that kind of trains my brain, uh, and also helps other people, you know, go to sleep, um, balancing life, how to balance life and adequate sleep. So hopefully that, um, answers, answers your question a little bit. Um, and, oh, okay. A part of that too, is like being disciplined to on a bedtime, being disciplined with a bedtime. So, uh, you know, like, at, like, let's say you cap it at um, 1030 is when when you're going to go to sleep. Okay, 1030 is when you're going to go to sleep. Um, that's when you're going to be in bed, have already brushed your teeth, you know, wash your hair, uh, you know, set out your clothes for the next day. Um, you know, having a regular schedule is, is in a routine is super helpful. Yes, Alex, but yeah, set a bedtime, put in your schedule. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, uh, uh, there's a question. Um, do you have a Bible verse that helps you with temptation? Um, yes, there are quite a few. Um, let's see, there's Job 31, one, uh, first, first Corinthians 10, 10, 13. Um, yes, these are all like thought, thought ones. Um, that are like coming in my head in, your, in regards to being tempted with my thought life. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. 
Daniel put it right there. Yeah, it's First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen says, uh, "No temptation is overtaking you except what is common to mankind." Uh, and God is faithful; He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And when you're tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. It's First Corinthians ten thirteen. Uh, Ellie put down there First Corinthians six nineteen through twenty. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, whom you receive from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Um, therefore, honor God with your bodies. I think that's I think that's First Corinthians six nineteen through twenty. Mm-hmm. Yep, Philippians four eight. Uh, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Uh, yeah, that's Philippians 4.8. Uh, Job 31.1 said, says, uh, I have made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. Um, that's, a, that's a really good one, on, on specifically on purity. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Job. Yeah, that's another one. Job 31.23. Yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. How can we protect? Okay. The question. This next question. How can we protect ourselves from being legalistic while trying to be disciplined? Hmm. The main thing. Uh, the first thing that kind of popped into my mind with this question. Um, is like with quiet times, you know, like it, there, there can be like a, um, you know, you're on this routine of schedule. Oh, I'm doing, having seven, t- seven quiet times a day. I'm, I'm praying. I'm, um, I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I'm memorizing new scripture every week. Um, yes, it can easily, uh, become a systematic in a routinely, uh, disciplined habit that we have. Um, but just knowing that, uh, we're, I'm, I'm doing this. This is a perspective shift. Like I'm doing this not to earn God's favor, but because I love God. Um, you know, I should want to spend time with them. Um, and for me that, you know, that, that is regularly spending time with God. So seeing it, not seeing that little, uh, little perspective shift of, um, Hey, this is, this is time that I have with God. Um, and this is, uh, this is it can easily fall into that legalistic uh, systematic approach um, of being disciplined. Um, so, yeah, I guess a pro tip with that is just before you're doing specifically with this example um, of quiet times, praying to God, like, hey, God, like I'm, you know, I just want to you know, invite you into this time. Um, you know, I, I pray against, you know, just, that you just really guard my heart um, and confess any sin that you have before him. Um, you know, before, you know, opening up his word. Um, yes, that was kind of the first thing that kind of popped into my mind, um, you know, protecting yourself from being legalistic uh, while trying to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. All right. If there are any other questions?
Um, how do you like get motivated to be productive? Because I feel like sometimes like it's like, yeah, I can be productive or I can watch another episode of Netflix mm-hmm. or I can, you know, take a nap instead of being productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, uh, personally, so, okay, uh, pr- productive, productive, motiv- uh, motivated, productive. Okay. Um, so in uh, something I've really experienced um, with, that I had trouble with, it was just this pandemic season is just being inside all the time and for me, it's just being in my room all the time. And like, you know, my bed's right there. Uh, my desk is right here. So it's like literally like two feet away. Like I can either choose to be working, you know, or just, you know, slouching. Um, so sometimes just getting up, uh, walking around the block, um, you know, really quick, have some music, um, just taking taking some breaks. Um, and then that kind of like rewires myself to just, um, I don't know, get get focused. And also like, being in the pandemic season, like some coffee, coffee shops or outdoor uh, or benches outside um, are open. So uh, just changing up the scenery um, and just uh, being, I f- I've found that like uh, separating yourself from just like the day-to-day normal um, grind while being in the inside, um, I'm, I'm more distracted and I'm more inclined to put on Netflix or take a nap. Um, so isolating yourself, like that, that's a great thing about going to coffee shops. Like you're in public. It's like, you don't want to get caught sleeping, you know, at a coffee shop um, or just watching friends uh, at Brave Coffee. Um, yeah. So that, that has, that has helped me um, in, in just, just being motivated. Um, yes. All right. There's, um, yeah, if anyone has any other questions, I'd love to take a stab at, um, yeah, answering them. Uh, I think there was an announcement maybe from someone. Nope. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good, really good one, Jacob. It can be... Uh, it can be helpful to making it easier to start your schoolwork and giving yourself small rewards and breaks in your work. Yeah, like little benchmarks um, throughout the day. That would be that would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, doesn't look like there's uh, any more questions. Um, yeah, I'm really glad and honored. Uh, to be uh, speaking and thank you for coming uh, to this workshop and renovating the undisciplined life. Um, Like I said, I look forward to uh, the next couple of sessions with Neil and I hope to catch you guys at some of the other workshops as well. Um, So yeah, have a good, have a good rest of your day. Have a good spring break and I'll uh, catch you later. See ya. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Thank you, Ryan. Bye. Thanks, Ryan. See you, Daniel. Thank you.